Hi, I'm Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing that I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. This is a Soulfire production. Episode number 61. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to season four of the Healing Catalyst podcast. I can't believe it's season four. I'm so happy to be back with all of you. And although I really needed the summer break that we took in August, I really missed being here on the podcast in this beautiful community that you've helped me create and grow. I hope that you all had a wonderful summer and a wonderful month in August. I had a chance to slow down and connect with friends and family. I spent about 10 days on the West Coast, first in Seattle to celebrate a dear friend's 50th birthday, then in the Bay Area to spend some deep connection time with my cousin, and finally in LA to move my daughter Isha back into college for her senior year, our last college move-in. So it was really bittersweet. I also had a chance to really reflect on all that's happened in the first half of 2022 and to celebrate some really big news, which I really want to share with all of you right now. I just signed a book deal with Sounds True Publishing for my second book. You know, this is a dream come true, something I hoped would happen so that my work reaches more people. It's actually a really amazing story because thought leaders and authors don't usually get approached by publishers. You usually have to pitch them. But Sounds True Publishing, which is one of the largest multimedia publishing companies in the area of health, wellness, and personal transformation, approached me last summer, asking me if I would consider publishing my next book with them. And so here we are, one year later, and I'm writing my second book right now, and it's slated to be published by Sounds True in January of 2024. And this happened not only because I've been teaching and speaking and doing this work for decades, but also because all of you have been supporting my work by buying my first book and listening to this podcast and taking my courses and helping me grow my community by following me on Instagram and subscribing to my newsletter and sharing my work with others and on and on. And I'm so incredibly grateful and so humbled by all of this support. Thank you. You know, when I first left my career in Western medicine to go back to Ayurvedic medicine, the healing tradition of my ancestors, everyone in my family thought I was crazy. That was 15 years ago. And honestly, most people in the United States where I live had never even heard of Ayurveda. Or if they had heard of it, it was because a yoga teacher mentioned it in class. But most people dismissed Ayurveda as woo-woo or not a real science. And so it's been a really long and often lonely road doing this work, teaching and writing. And slowly over the years, I've emerged as a thought leader in Ayurveda with my combined background as a Western trained physician and as a first generation South Asian woman who grew up with this healing tradition. And so I take very seriously the responsibility of having an MD behind my name to make sure that I teach accurate, evidence-based information about Ayurveda, which honors and centers the culture and philosophy that it comes from, 
and to also be a fierce advocate to center South Asian voices in Ayurveda and yoga in Western culture. And so whether you've been in my community ever since the beginning, or you've just found me, welcome. I'm so honored to be a part of your healing journey and to have you in this community. And as you know, the beginning of a new month means that we have a new intention. And because I've always associated September with the start of a new school year, a new academic year, probably because I've been studying for decades and decades, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. This month in September, we're getting back to basics. And each week I'll be reviewing the foundational principles and practices of Ayurveda and Ayurveda 101 of sorts. So no matter whether you're a beginner just starting your Ayurveda healing journey, or you've been living Ayurveda for a long time, you'll find that going back to the basics is always helpful. And speaking of Ayurveda basics, we've just created a brand new quiz for all of you called the Energy Fix Quiz, which will give you your energy type along with personalized recommendations from me for your energy fix to boost your energy and support your health. It takes about three to four minutes and you can find it at avantikumarsingh.com backslash quiz. It's also linked for you in the show notes. I hope that you'll take it and share it with your friends and family. It really is a great resource. Okay, so back to today's episode. My goodness, after a month being away, I have so much to tell you. So today we're going to talk about the importance of routines in Ayurveda. And I'll review the most important practices for a daily routine that supports health. But before we get into the specifics of a daily routine, let's first talk about three reasons why routines are so important for healing and health. First, routines are the foundation of Ayurveda because what you do every day matters, not what you do just every now and then. This is why routines are at the base of the optimizing health pyramid, which is the framework for Ayurveda that I teach. And if you're a visual learner, don't worry, there's a PDF of the optimizing health pyramid linked in the show notes for you. You know, my mentor, Dr. Pratima Raichur, always said, health is our way of life in Ayurveda. And what she means by that is that an Ayurvedic lifestyle, the things that we do every day, the routines that we have, that is what maintains health. You know, growing up, I never got sick because we supported our health every single day through our daily routines. I remember my after-school routine. It was we'd get home, take our shoes off in the garage or in the laundry room, go straight to our rooms, change out of our school clothes into some clean clothes, and then we'd come back, have a snack, something light, and then we'd start doing our homework until it was dinner time. And the routines would continue all through the evening and then again when we woke up in the morning. Now, what's important here is not that we just practiced, you know, good hygiene by taking our shoes off and washing our hands and, and changing into clean clothes as soon as we got home. It's that we had a routine, a daily routine that we did every day that had the effect of reducing the stress response in our bodies and minds. Which brings me to the second reason that routines are so important for health and healing. It's that routines help your nervous system relax because when your nervous system knows what to expect, it can downshift from a chronic stress response into a relaxation response. And we know that increased stress is linked to almost every major cause of chronic illness. 
Okay, so remember back in high school biology, that picture of a person running away from a lion, that was supposed to show us the sympathetic nervous system or a sympathetic stress response in which the pupils dilate, your heart rate goes up, your respiration goes up, your mind gets really sharp and focused. And at the same time, during a stress response, only the processes that are needed to prime the body for this action and survival to get away from the lion are carried out. Anything that isn't necessary in that moment, those processes are slowed down. Rest, digest, feed, breed, and immunity. Stress hormones suppress the immune system, reallocating vital resources in order to ensure our immediate survival so we can get away from the lion. Now, the problem is that modern life keeps us in the stress response all the time, 24-7. And we weren't designed to be in a stress response all the time. And if the stress response is always activated, this means that health is not being supported. And in fact, chronic illness is being increased. Now, the thing is, we can't remove stress from our lives, right? We can't just bubble wrap ourselves and go sit in a corner. But we can find ways to turn down the stress response and instead induce a parasympathetic relaxation response. One way to do this is through routines. And this is because our physiology is very much adapted to and supported by some sense of regularity. Routines help to calm the nervous system. It gives our nervous system a number of touch points or reassuring reference points throughout the day, signaling that all is well and that we can be at ease. And over time, this context of predictability and safety encourages our nervous system to relax, reduces stress, encourages rejuvenation, and helps to preserve immune function. Okay, the third reason that routines are so important for health and healing, and perhaps the most important reason, is that they reset our circadian rhythm on a daily basis. But what exactly is the circadian rhythm? Here's a way to think about it. Our body is doing thousands, probably millions of different things in a given day. For example, it makes hormones, it produces digestive enzymes, it releases neurochemicals, it regulates what's coming in and out of every cell. It turns genes on, it turns them off, and the list goes on and on and on. And so our body needs a daily schedule, a timetable, right, to make sure that it can get everything done. And that's the circadian rhythm. Circadian means 24 hour and rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern. And so the circadian rhythm is a regular, repeated pattern on a 24 hour cycle or a schedule that repeats every single day. It's a natural internal process that regulates our sleep and wake cycles. And remember, sleep is more than just getting into bed and closing your eyes. It's an entire ecosystem that works internally in the body to produce the hormones and neurotransmitters that are needed to help you fall asleep and stay asleep at night and then help you wake up and stay awake during the day. And what's so interesting is that not only does every organ in the body have a circadian rhythm, but every single cell in the body has its own circadian rhythm. This is why when our circadian rhythm is out of sync or dysregulated, it causes a cascade of problems down the line in every system, in every organ and every cell in the body, resulting in fatigue, low energy, sleep disturbance, hormonal imbalance, digestive problems, and on and on. And what's even more interesting is that modern science proves ancient wisdom once again. 
We're finding more and more evidence that what we knew 5,000 years ago in Ayurveda is scientifically sound today. The basic principle of Ayurveda is that when we live in harmony with nature, we will have optimal health. And by living in sync with the daily cycles of nature, we tap into the rhythms of nature to align with the path of the sun through the sky. Now, what we know is that the Ayurvedic clock, which is based on the daily path of the sun through the sky, is actually what has now been determined to be the circadian rhythm. The Ayurvedic clock tells us when to do what, when to sleep, when to wake, work, move, relax, eat. You get the idea here. And every guideline matches the scientific findings of the circadian rhythm and circadian medicine, which, by the way, was the subject of the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2017, in which a group of researchers discovered the molecular mechanisms that control circadian rhythm. Now, it's important to remember that there are two key players in the circadian rhythm, melatonin and cortisol. At the most fundamental level, melatonin is the hormone that helps us go to sleep and stay asleep at night. And cortisol is the hormone that helps us wake up and stay awake during the day. And if you want to learn more about the circadian rhythm and melatonin and cortisol, I go into a lot more detail in episode 33, which is linked in the show notes for you. Okay, so now let's translate this into Ayurveda for everyone and a daily routine that supports health, which I call the 3-2-1-1-2-3 routine, which makes it easier to remember. Let's start with the evening because I always say that your day starts the night before. Now, in the evening, the goal is to optimize the release of melatonin, which supports sleep. There are three things that we can do. It's the first part of the routine, 3-2-1. Number one, decrease blue light exposure at least three hours before bedtime to send a signal to your brain that darkness is coming so that it can start releasing melatonin. This means dim the lights in your home and turn off all cell phones, computers, televisions, and any gadgets that glow. And since we know blue light is what actually suppresses melatonin, changing the color of the light can also help. So change light bulbs in your home to ones that emit a warmer frequency and use the night shift feature on your phone and laptop, which actually dims the screens and blocks blue light by adding a red filter to the screen. Okay, number two in the three, two, one routine, stop eating at least two hours before bedtime to tell your body to shift into night mode of rest, digest and repair so that it can clean up everything from the day. This means no more food, no more sugar, no more caffeine. If you want to have some herbal tea or water, that's fine. And number one in the three, two, one routine, do one relaxing activity in the evening to shift into the relaxation or parasympathetic relaxation state. This tells your nervous system to chill out, which then supports the production of melatonin. This includes spending time with friends and family, reading a real book, not reading one on a blue light gadget, listening to music, playing a board game, journaling, taking a bath, really anything that shifts you into a relaxation state. Now, from an Ayurvedic perspective, this is living in harmony with nature. When the sun is going down in the sky, we should start relaxing and winding down. When nature sleeps, we should sleep. In addition, our digestive fire gets weaker and weaker throughout the afternoon, and it's really weak by the evening. So food is hard for the body to digest, which is why the general guideline is to eat dinner early before 7 p.m. and eat foods that are light and easy to digest. 
Finally, in the evening hours of 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., the earth element or kapha predominates with the qualities of heavy, moist, cool, and stable. By tapping into this energy and cultivating these qualities within, we can support health. Activities such as relaxing with family and friends, reading, journaling, listening to music, or playing a game all have the qualities of the earth element. Okay, so now let's shift to the morning. The goal is now to optimize the release of cortisol to help regulate our wakefulness and our energy throughout the day. It's the second part of the routine, one, two, three. So number one, within one hour of waking, eliminate toxins from your body, mind, and soul. Remove physical toxins that have accumulated overnight by rinsing your eyes, brushing your teeth, scraping your tongue, flushing your nasal passages, and emptying your bowels. Also, remove emotional and mental toxins through journaling or meditation. Number two, within two hours of waking, increase the flow of prana or life force energy through your system. You can do this by sipping warm water throughout the morning because water is prana. You can also move prana through gentle movements such as walking or asana, yoga postures. And number three, within three hours of waking, preferably before 10 a.m., Get outside in natural light for 10 to 15 minutes without sunglasses. You want the light to hit your retina because this sends a signal to the part of your brain that senses light and regulates your circadian rhythm to turn off melatonin and turn on cortisol. Now, from an Ayurvedic perspective, this is living in harmony with nature. When the sun is rising in the sky, we should also wake up. When nature is awake and active, we should also be awake and active. In addition, our digestive fire is weak when we wake up, so food is hard for the body to digest in the morning, which is why drinking warm water in the morning is easier for the body to handle, and it also replenishes prana in the body. Finally, in the morning hours before 7 a.m., the air element, or vata, predominates with the qualities of light, dry, cool, and mobile. By tapping into this energy and cultivating these qualities within, we can support health. Things that activate the nervous system and get us moving, such as walking, stretching, yoga, writing, or meditation, all have the qualities of the air element. Now, a word of caution. One of the biggest mistakes people make is trying to change everything at the same time. Like you don't have to do three, two, one, one, two, three all at once and try to add everything at once. When you try to add too many new habits all at once, it can lead to feelings of failure if you miss just one thing. So instead, start with one tool or strategy that I've suggested and be consistent and then build from there. The other thing I want to point out is that it really does come down to basics, getting back to basics. The simple things are not easy. They're simple. Easy and simple aren't the same thing. Simple means it's just simple. They're basic things. Easy, well, not so much. You have to make a commitment to doing these things, to really realizing that these small changes, these small habits of three, two, one, one, two, three, any one of those can actually have a profound effect on your health because of the reasons that we started with, because routines affect your circadian rhythm. They affect your nervous system. 
and they help you tap into the rhythms of nature. All of this is so important, according to Ayurvedic medicine and now circadian medicine. My hope is that this back to basics episode on Ayurvedic routines as remedy and the 321-123 routine will help you reset your circadian rhythm on a daily basis to catalyze your healing and support your health and well-being. If you found this helpful, please share it with others. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you'll join me again next week and the rest of this month for our Back to Basics series. Until next time, be well. Thanks again for listening to The Healing Catalyst. If you love what you heard, please hit follow and pass it along to a friend. And if you're feeling really inspired, please rate and review so that others can find this podcast more easily. To learn more, head to avantikumarsingh.com. And to connect with me directly, find me on Instagram at avantikumarsingh. I'll be back next week and hope that you will be too. Until then, remember... With the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing because healing starts within.